You've found the Real Estate Law Podcast. Because real estate is more than just pretty pictures, and law goes well beyond the paperwork and courtroom arguments. If you're a real estate professional or looking to build real estate expertise, then welcome to the conversation and discover more at realestatelawpodcast.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Law Podcast, episode number seven. Hey, Rory. Hello. What's going on? Not too much. Are we having a good weekend? <laughs> we are. Okay. Well, you might not be listening to this on the weekend, but we are recording it on the weekend. It was a beautiful day here in Boston today. Uh, probably the warmest day of the year so far. I'm hoping it gets even warmer because that's kind of what happens as the year goes on. Um, and uh, we thought it would be a great time to sit inside and record a podcast all about home inspections. Exciting. I love talking about home inspections while I'm looking out the window to see a beautiful day. <laughs> I've been on uh, home inspections. You've been on plenty of home inspections. I've read through lots of reports of home inspections afterward. I'm sure you've read through even more. Uh, and I think it's probably worth dissecting the entire process, finding out, is this required? How do you use the home inspection? What's some advice that we have for the agents? What else are we going to talk about? How to treat a home inspection if you, you know, how not to panic. Okay, not to panic. I, I've had home inspections torpedo deals before. I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because sometimes the inspections come back from a different inspector and everything seems to check out. Yeah. And somebody really wants to back out of a house because the paint chip is off in one room. So yeah. well, that's happened before. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So let's, let's start from the very basics. Uh, I should introduce you. Uh, this is Rory Gill, uh, attorney and broker, attorney with Urban Village Legal and broker with Next Home Title Town. Hello? Yes. Well, I'm here. You're still here. Okay. So, uh home inspections. So, let's start with is this even something that is required to transact? No, but I get that question a lot from buyers who think that it's a required part of the process. It's not. In fact, it's something that you have to ask for as part of your offer to purchase. Most people do it, but it's something that you have to ask for and it's typically done at the buyer's expense. And and you could waive your home inspection contingency, you know, even if, if in a hot market that happens all the time, right? Yeah, I would never advise anybody against getting a home inspection if it's something that they want. But sure, waiving a home inspection uh, would strengthen your offer to a seller, letting them know that there are less reasons why you'd back out. Right. But in, in, in most situations where you are purchasing a residence in which you're going to live, you're probably doing a home inspection. Absolutely. In situations where you're an investor and you are looking at a property, sometimes even sight unseen, you could waive it if you want to, if you want to make a strong offer. Yeah. So if you're in a position where you can stomach problems going wrong with the place, if you can pay for or undertake repairs yourself, then sure. I feel like we have an entire episode about strengthening your offer. I think it was number four. Good cross-selling. Okay. Well, perfect. Uh, okay, so a home inspection is not required, and who pays for it? The buyer does. And what's it usually run? It, between 400 and 700, depending on how um, how large the place is and um, how booked up the home inspectors are. Right. Um, if it's a mansion or a complex mm-hmm. home inspection, it's probably going to run on the higher side. Yep, or if you need it done tomorrow, or if you also want the radon check, if you want the inspe- the uh, the insect check, if you want all of that, that'll cost you more. Do, do they try to upsell you? Mm, sometimes. Okay. But 
it, it, in, any good business person is going to upsell people, so they should be right. But get inspect what you feel like you need to have inspected. Right. Um, all right. So who should have a home inspection? Really, anybody who um, can't handle the risk of having to pay for or uh, repair problems with the house on their own. So if you have a tight budget, or if you're just not very handy, or if you're intimidated by um, any kind of potential repair, then you want to have a home inspection done. Um, or really anybody who just wants more information about the property before they go ahead and, and proceed. Because the home inspector has little to do with the actual financing of the property, right? Like that's not something that the lender is going to require. In most cases, that's correct. For some specialty loan programs like VA loans, a home inspection has to be done. So some specialty low down payment loans, they want to make sure that the property is not going to cost somebody who um, doesn't have any money set aside a lot of repairs out of the gate. Right. Um, what are some other situations where you know a lender might require it? Is it really just to protect their with their lending? It's actually not to protect them at all. It's to protect um, buyers who are in special loan programs that have very low down payment. See, this is why I don't do what you do. And you're the attorney and the realtor. And I just kind of talk and lead the conversation because mm -hmm. I'm full of misinformation. Hopefully not too much of it. Okay. So uh, it's, it's time to, you have an offer in on a house. Yes. Or a property. After you put the offer in, that is the time you're having the home inspection. Yep, typically within the first week after the offer to purchase, as soon as you can get a home inspector out there. Now, is this something you should just Google and get some recommendations uh, from the search engines? Should you ask around? Uh, should you listen to your agent to find a home inspector? Do you listen to the agent on the other side? Like, how do you go about finding one? You should um, ask around and um, get re recommendations. Um, your Real estate agent, in some cases, may be able to give you a recommendation, um, but don't get upset with your agent if they dodge this question because they don't want to be liable mm -hmm. um, for referring a home inspector if there is indeed something wrong with a property. So in in the capacity as an attorney where you're working on a deal, are you usually at a home inspection? The attorney is typically not at a home inspection. They'll help you address particular concerns in the inspection report afterward. Mm -hmm. um, as a buyer's agent, I am typically there um, following the home inspector around as a listing agent i'm uh, outside hiding in my car <laughs> why is that because you just, your fingers are crossed and you're hoping everything is fine well if um as a listing agent you're responsible to disclose um only certain things in massachusetts we're a non-disclosure state so the, the listing agent doesn't have to go out there and do a pre-inspection of the, the property themselves and disclose everything that they find but a listing agent may need to disclose anything about any defects in the property that they learn from an expert. Mm -hmm. So if they are if they are there listening to the home inspector um, identify problems, then the listing agent may need to disclose that in the future. But if they're not there to witness it, then they have no actual knowledge. So, so listing so, agents are served well by um, greeting the home inspector, landing them in, and that's it. Right. And then going to get a nice coffee and conveniently having another appointment. Yep. And with headphones on too. Okay. Uh, what do you do on the day of the home inspection? Who who is who's the group of people walking through? Is it a home inspection team and you and your agent? Kind of paint the picture for what the day looks like. Um, both the listing agent may be there to greet you and let you in. The buyer's agent may be there to help. But it's the key players here are the buyer and the home inspector. And the buyer absolutely should be there in all cases. Mm -hmm. um, it's this is not a report that you just commission and have done. It's an interactive process where. 
the home inspector will tour you around the property and point out any issues with it. But almost more importantly, pointing out different things in the property you should know about that aren't necessarily problems, but are things that you may need to maintain, things that you should know about. So it's an interactive process and every buyer should be there for their home inspection. Such as, oh, look, here's where you pump the septic tank. Yeah. So pointing out, um, putting out those kinds of issues, letting you know what the schedule should be for maintaining your furnace or your HVAC equipment. Um, just bring a notebook with you and take good notes and follow the home inspector around. It's You're paying for it and it's a great orientation to the home you are likely about to own. And the home inspector is coming into it in, in an independent fashion. That person's never, usually has never seen the property before, is coming into it for the first time, Does is, is being hired by you. So they, they are not speaking on behalf of the seller or looking to sell the property further because you're already under agreement probably. So if this is, you're hired, they're hired directly by the buyer. They work for the buyer. They don't work for the seller. They don't work for the lender. They don't work for the agents. They really are looking out for the buyer's best interest. Okay. So we're talking to Rory Gill, attorney with Urban Village Legal and broker with Next Home Title Town, and we're talking all about home inspections. Now, you could probably speak on with, with both your hats right here as an attorney and as an agent. Let's call it a buyer's agent. How do you use the home inspection? So start off with, let's start off with you are representing a client and your client is purchasing a property and just received the report from the home inspector. Well, let's let's start with the the most drastic issues because they're the easiest to deal with. If there's something revealed at the property that's a deal killer, well, it's used as the the rationale for backing out of the deal and recovering the deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the buyer and the seller can go on their separate ways. So if there's a a major problem that can't be remedied, it will kill the it'll sink the deal. Um, then if there are other issues that the buyer just is not comfortable with and can't um, can't take the property on or is a risk they can't take, then it opens reopens up the negotiation between the buyer and the seller. And typically a, a credit will be negotiated to uh, for the to pay for the repairs, or the seller may agree to repair the issue before closing. Right. When uh, when we sold uh, my first place. The only, I've actually only sold one place. When I sold that place, I remember the first buyer uh, was from out of Boston. They were using a inspector from outside of Boston as well. Uh, the neighborhood, uh, Southie, has a lot of triple decker units. We had a triple deck part of triple decker where they have back decks or front decks, and a lot of times the decks are pitched away from the house, so rainwater doesn't come into the house. And I, I don't quite think that this inspector got that process or maybe they were just kind of looking for an out but i remember they reported that was one of the many things that they reported on that unit about like the pitch of the deck they said it was all slanted and they were concerned that it was falling apart which it it wasn't it was very structurally sound right it's it's uh, just like an appraiser it's sometimes it's important to have a home inspector who's familiar with the specific market mm-hmm. so that they can orient themselves well i know um, Massachusetts is not a typical, particularly big state, but if we have an area code calling that's outside of market, it makes me cringe a little bit and a little extra nervous <laughs> just because they may or may not understand um, how things are constructed right here in the city. Right. So if, it, if it's in Boston, if it's 617, you're okay. If it's 508, you're you know guarded. And then if it's 978, you start to sweat. And then if it's something else, what's Springfield's area code? 413. 413. I mean, everyone... 
we love Springfield, but you know, if if you're buying property in Boston, you got to know how things work in Boston. Uh, I know 401 is Rhode Island. So, all right. Well, the more you know. Then. <laughs> uh, but, but back to that property with the inspection. I, I remember there was like a long list of things with with that one deal. You, you remember this? And then the the buyer backed out. Uh, we relisted the property. We had another offer immediately uh, at list, actually. And I think the one thing that we had to do was maybe one or two things we had to do, but one of them was repointing some of the brickwork that was in the basement. And that, that actually came up from the home inspection. Yep, absolutely. So sometimes sellers or other condo owners get a free inspection where they learn things that have to be done. So that was actually a condominium issue, and that was addressed by the association. Right. Oh, I didn't pay for that? You paid a certain percentage I mean, of yeah, it. Yeah, okay, indirectly, yeah. I forget these things. Uh, okay, so now if you are an attorney, are you brought in yet? Like, all right, let's say that you have now been hired. Uh, usually, you're, I mean, as an attorney, you're hired as kind of to do the title work and to do the closing. But at some point, are you talking to a buyer that's saying, hey, listen, like, this inspection doesn't look right? Yeah, so this is a collaboration um, between the agent, the attorney, and the the buyer to make sure that Everybody understands the objections, understands the issues. Um, the agent might put together the first draft of the agreement or the list, and then the attorney will shore it up just to make sure that it's it's binding and in, in proper form. But it's uh, all all three people work together to get get that done. Right. So as we as we come to a close with this uh, episode about home inspections, we should probably talk about a couple uh, points of advice that you might have for buyers agents and for sellers agents. As you venture down the potentially scary path of what does the home inspector find? So let's start with uh, a buyer's agent. Yeah, that's a good question because the advice I have to give is not just for the buyer themselves, but the agent sometimes have to know how to treat these. So a buyer's agent um, needs to sit down with their client beforehand and set proper expectations. We know that no house is perfect. So it's um, everything that comes up in the home inspection isn't fatal. Um, be careful the buyer's agent shouldn't be um, advising the buyer against getting home inspection or not taking it seriously, but um, walking them through and setting the proper expectations can be helpful and letting them know what um, the options are going to be after the home inspection so that it doesn't feel so intimidating or um, a shapeless of a process. Um, and then if you do get a home inspection, don't just forward it to the listing agent. That's kind of the nuclear bomb scorched earth uh, poly- uh, approach to the interaction. Why is that? Remember, the listing agent has to disclose everything that comes from an expert. Right. And if you forward the whole home inspection report to them, if you have to back out and they have to sell this to another buyer, now you've just saddled that poor listing agent with a whole home inspection. So it's not it's not particularly fair to, to forward it on the whole thing wholesale to the, the seller side of the transaction. So, so you're saying it's a professional courtesy that this does not happen usually? It's a professional courtesy and it's... Um, it's just kind of overwhelming the system. Um, so don't don't necessarily forward the whole thing off. Instead, if you have to negotiate points, um, convert everything into action items instead of describing the problem. Okay, that's good advice. Now, what about advice for sellers' agents? So they they have a a, a property that is under agreement, and the buyer's like, I have a home inspection contingency in my offer. Uh, we're going to do the inspection. What now? Um, so I, I alluded to it earlier, but they should not be intimately involved in following the home inspector around to discover issues for themselves. That being said, if they are aware of a problem with the property, disclosing it 
candidly and early in the process can actually help with the home inspection. If you leave something to be discovered at the home inspection, it looks like the seller's hiding things and then there might be other problems. Uh, so it, no house is perfect. Admit to, um, admit to and disclose any defects that are known ahead of time. That way, um, that way you're upfront and it doesn't seem like a, a bomb that was discovered at the home inspection. And if you ever see a property go back on market, which happens all the time, it could be for a variety of reasons you know, of, of a buyer backing out or for the deal not actually going forward. The new buyer, they don't know who had an offer on the property, right? So there's no way you can kind of track back and say, hey, can I take a look at your home inspection? Like, here's what my guy came up with. What did yours come up with? Like, that that doesn't happen, right? It doesn't happen in, in that direct way. But um, if they the seller side is saddled with a home inspection report, they may have to disclose it if asked. Right. What if I'm just thinking of weird situations? So let's say there was a contentious period of time after you put an offer in uh, before you actually move forward with the purchase and sale or whatever the next step is in your state. And uh, the home inspection came in and it was just like terrible. Like, do you ever see people just forwarding that on and being like, hey, listen, like I'm done with you and, you know, here. No, I don't see why anybody would have that incentive. Right. It, right. you know, especially because they're gonna, probably going to cross paths again. The agents, at least, will. Right, but it's the that report was prepared for that buyer only, for that buyer's own information. It wasn't meant to condemn that property um, in perpetuity for all potential buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, if there are inspection items that come up, the listing agent is does shouldn't necessarily think that puts a seller in a position of weakness. Any requests that come from the buyer are simply that, just requests. The seller doesn't have to agree to any particular repair item. So in a strong market, the seller can hold their ground. The listing agent doesn't have to give in to every, um, every, everything that comes up in the home inspection. Right. Great. Well, if we had a couple things that we had to remember uh, with this episode about home inspections, like what are kind of the top three takeaways in your opinion? Number um, one. No house is perfect. So don't, don't panic if there are issues there. Okay. Number two. Um, use it for informational purposes too. It's not just about uncovering problems. It's about getting a coach on how to maintain the home once it's yours. And do you have one more in you, you think? Um, I'm throwing you on the spot right here. Um, for agents, coach your clients in advance so that once the home inspection happens, they are aware of the potential outcomes so that they're prepared and they can enter into uh, negotiations that are productive, not uh, warlike. Right. Excellent. Awesome, Rory. Thank you so much. Once again, lots of great advice. You're the one that actually has all the information. I'm the one that just keeps the conversation going. So uh, where can we find you, Rory? Um, you can find me easily at Next Home Title Town or at UrbanVillageLegal.com for each of those, of course. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so thanks again for listening. Uh, this has been the Real Estate Law Podcast, episode number seven, all about home inspections. My name is Jason Muth. Please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, If you found it on our website, great, but there's tons of other episodes available in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and a couple other places I'm forgetting right now. But wherever you like to get podcasts, I think we're there. Um, If you want to review us, we're hoping it's a five-star review. If it's not, then you don't have to review us. But if it is, we love five-star reviews. So uh, feel free to email us or check us out at realestatelawpodcast.com. The transcript will go up live. Uh, We'll have tons of links in the show notes. And we really appreciate you listening. I need to go because the grill is on. 
and I actually want to put the steaks on and make sure that the house is not fire. So I'm going upstairs. All right. Thank you. And go take care of dinner. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Rory. Bye, everyone. This has been the Real Estate Law Podcast. Because real estate is more than just pretty pictures, and law goes well beyond the paperwork and courtroom arguments. We're powered by Next Home Title Town, Greater Boston's progressive real estate brokerage. More at nexthometitletown.com. And Urban Village Legal, Massachusetts real estate council, serving savvy property owners, lenders, and investors. More at urbanvillagelegal.com. Today's conversation was not legal advice, but we hope you found it entertaining and informative. Discover more at realestatelawpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.